Welcome to the West Clinic Hellness to Wellness Podcast. This is taking people that are sick, out of hope, frustrated or confused with their medical recommendations, or are searching for another pathway to health, and it's finding incredible patient outcomes of people just Just like like you. you. And it's not just saying it. You can see and hear the hundreds of patient success stories on our website, blog, YouTube channel, and of course, right here, coming at you with over a century of patient success in the West Clinic system, here's your host, Dr. Jason West. Hey everyone, Dr. Jason West and the Thursday night program at five o'clock, we're taking the five takeaways from fatigue and waking up tired. If you're just joining us, we do this every Thursday on our Facebook and our YouTube channel live with Dr. J at five, the five takeaways. And the biggest thing that I see in the office is people come in and they say, I'm tired. Well, there's multiple reasons for that. We're gonna go through the top five reasons. And I just had this patient experience, which I'm so happy that I get to work with people every day and recognize, hey, this is what people are seeing. This is what making them better. This is how we can improve their lives of fatigue. So a lot of times people come in and say, I've got tendonitis, I've got arthritis, I've got Lyme disease, I've got hormonal imbalance, I've got macular degeneration, I've got autoimmune problems. And what, then I ask them what else is wrong and they're always saying, I'm tired. I'm tired. So we want to talk about the different things that cause fatigue and particularly waking up tired. And I'm excited to share this with you. I've recognized now I had a book with me and now I can't get it to actually it's right over there. So my magic hands are going to give me the book because, ah, look, all of a sudden just appeared. Um, In my book, we talk about the barriers to healing. You know, why some people get better and some people don't, I think it's really nice uh, to know about. But also in here is sleep. Because if you can't sleep, you can't heal. It's so important and there's so many things, so many times when people are doing the wrong things to sleep, they can't get asleep, they can't stay asleep, or their minds won't shut off, or basically they don't have a good grounding system. And being someone that has struggled with sleep myself, I'm excited to tell you about some sleep breakthroughs and everything I'm referencing is in chapter 22 in my book hidden secrets to curing your chronic disease if you're interested in the book you can get this at drwest.info um, and, and, and all you have to do is pay for the shipping and handling and you can get the book but uh, sleeping sanctuary there's 27 secrets to a good night's sleep and so many times people have conditioned their bodies they can't sleep very well because when their body goes in to allegedly where they're supposed to rest, it's to do other activities. So people get on their smartphone, they get on their tablet, they get on their computer, they watch TV, they have all of these electrical devices in the bedroom, and you know what, that LED, right, is really hard on your pineal gland, which releases melatonin, which is so important for your immune system, but it's also absolutely critical for um, helping you to sleep. And so a couple of the things it talks about, you know, create total darkness in your sleeping area, get rid of the electronics. I love this. One of my favorite things, this is suggestion number four, 
is let's decompress your nervous system. And what that means is so many times your subconscious mind is worried that your conscious mind is gonna forget about things. So when you go to rest, it's like your subconscious says, hey, I finally have the opportunity to talk to her or to talk to him. And so it starts flooding you with ideas and say, what about this? What about that? We've gotta do this. I'm worried about my kids or my spouse or my neighbor, my significant other or politics or the elections or whatever it is that's causing you stress. And one of my favorite things is to decompress by taking the thoughts that are in your brain and decompressing, writing them out on a piece of paper. I think journaling is such a phenomenally uh, healthy thing to do. Also, uh, put yourself on a schedule. I talk about this every week. It's so underrated of how it can help you. Go to bed at the same time, uh, get up at the same time, be really careful with uh, foods and sugar intake before you go to bed, particularly things that are gonna give you energy, but also one of the hacks that I tell people, if you're the type of person that goes to bed at night and then you wake up and, and, and later and you can't get back to sleep, it's a sugar problem. And what's happening is your pancreas regulates your insulin and your blood sugar levels. When you get food in your system, the, the pancreas kicks in, you have a temporary spike in blood sugar, then the pancreas kicks in, it drops off and then it kind of levels out. And so many times people have blood sugar drops in the middle of the night and it wakes them up and they can't go to sleep. And so one of the recommendations is like, get some protein before you go to bed. Not carbs. Carbs is quick energy, it's gonna keep you awake, but some protein, some cottage cheese, some beans, some beef jerky, a protein bar, even a protein shake, making sure that it doesn't have a lot of energy and it. it's so good to helping you uh, get through the night. I also like you know the prayer, meditation. Um, one of the things that almost caused a divorce for me, I just wanted to, to tell you about it, it's kind of funny, is I went to an energy conference and I heard all, everything about grounding. Because we're electrical systems and when you get worked up, you have all of this energy that's in your system. And again, if you're just joining us, it's the Thursday Night Live with Dr. West at five o'clock. We talk about five things that will help your help. Today we're talking about fatigue and we're talking about sleep, how to get better sleep, because if you can't sleep, you can't heal. And one of the things we talk about is grounding. And, uh, and so one of the suggestions that I wrote in the book, Chapter Sleep, is that if you can get the electricity in and around your sleeping area off, and for a while I was doing this, I was going downstairs, I was flipping all the circuit breakers, I was turning off that power to our whole house. And I was like, wow, I'm really sleeping really good. And then my significant other said, you know what, I really love you tons. If you don't stop turning off the power at night, perhaps your new wife will get adjusted to your fascination with flipping the power breakers. And so we compromised and I just took all of the, you know, activity or electrical stuff out of our sleeping sanctuary. But uh, consider doing it if, as long as you're not opening up your fridge and your freezer, everything's gonna stay cold. Um, that's one of the things. Um, I love it when people are the same temperature. And here's what I mean. So many times spouses will go to bed, one of them will be hot, one of them will be cold. So they're putting covers on, they're adjusting the thermostat, and it's because one of them is sleeping in pajamas, one of them is sleeping in nothing, or just underwear or something like that. So one of the things I tell spouses is like, make sure that you're wearing like something similar because then it's easy to temperature regulate and both of you will be happy it's really important not to take work to bed and shut off that tablet or your, your smartphone. It's not helping the LED that's hitting your system and firing up your pineal gland. So chapter um, on sleep 
if you'll actually, in our, in our program about fatigue and being tired, if you'll write hashtag sleep, we have a sleep report that I'm happy to send to you. That's number one. So let me just put a check mark right here. Okay, so if you're waking up tired, let's help you to have a sleeping sanctuary. Number two is your red blood cells healthy. And one of the biggest causes of fatigue is when people don't have healthy red blood cells. Remember, red blood cells are like trucks on the freeway. They pick up supplies from oxygen from your lungs, they take it to the organs and tissues, they take nutrients from your stomach to the organs and tissues, they pick up the garbage and take it to the liver and kidneys. So red blood cells, take, deliver the groceries, take out the trash, deliver the groceries. If your red blood cells aren't healthy, then you are not healthy. And one of my favorite tests, this is easy to do, is you do a complete blood cell count, you look at the red blood cells, optimally they should be around five, your hemoglobin should be 13 to 14, and your hematocrit should be around 43. If, you, if those are balanced, great, we have step one of being healthy, and then that's looking at anemia, which by the way, if you need a good blood builder program, the best way to get it is refined plant blood. And what that is, is your dark green leafy vegetables. We want chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is what allows sunlight to convert, excuse me, the plants to convert sunlight to energy. And it has a magnesium center. That's what chlorophyll is. And when you give it to people, what happens is the magnesium molecule drops off and it's easy to substitute an iron molecule. So if you're getting chlorophyll, it's literally like getting a plant blood transfusion. It's so nice uh, for anemia. It's so good for endurance, for mental stamina. Um, Fat-soluble chlorophyll is one of the neatest natural things that you can take. If you need a good source for that, please comment. Tell me, by the way, tell me where you are. We're going over Waking Up Tired in the Dr. J Hour every Thursday night at five o'clock on our Facebook and our YouTube platform. And what we're trying to do is to give people five ways to be healthier. If you can't sleep, you can't heal. And so many times people wake up and they're like, I'm exhausted. I could go right back to sleep. There's five reasons for that. The next one here, chronic infection. It's amazing what chronic bacterial and viral infections do to the body. One of my favorite studies, and if you've been inside my office face-to-face -face with me, I'm always quoting the study. I give it out to people. It comes from the British Journal of Medical Practitioners, and here's what it says. It says, chronic bacterial and viral infections lead to neurodegeneration, neurobehavior, psychiatric, autoimmune, and fatiguing illness. And so what does that mean? It means it goes to the weakest link. Chronic infection loves to go to the smorgasbords of your nervous system and eat the myelin and the sugars and the glycoproteins and everything that's there. And what it does is it makes the nerves not behave right. It makes them basically age. It interferes with transition. It can, uh, the transmission of nerves, it can fool your body into autoimmune. So, so many times people that have Sjogren's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune hepatitis, autoimmune thyroid, it's because they have an infection in that area. The body doesn't have enough horsepower to get rid of it. So it goes in after that. And what it does is it doesn't have enough foot soldiers to get rid of it. So you have this angry kind of subclinical irritation that's going on and it causes lots of inflammation, the body really unhappy. And autoimmune is one of my favorite things to treat. And it is like someone plugged an extension cord into your body and it steals your energy. Like if you're chronically tired, one of the most important things that anybody can do for you, 
is to rule out infection. And here's some of the rules to do that. You can do that with a simple blood test, a complete blood cell count. You want to know what your white cell count is. Ideally, it's six to eight. Then you have part of your immune system of the neutrophils fight bacteria. They should be around 60. And the lymphocytes, this is so important, especially with the bug from China floating around and Epstein-Barr and herpes simplex one that causes cold sores and rotavirus, cytomegalovirus, parvovirus, West Nile virus, all of these viruses, we wanna know what the lymphocyte count does. Because if you're having an infection, what should occur is the lymphocyte count should go up if you're having a viral infection. If it's staying the same, it means your immune system has accepted the infection as being normal. And this is the key to be fatigue and chronic infection is to know if your immune system is working right. And if there's any concerns about it, there's some neat things that you can do. Liposomal vitamin C, which is, is vitamin C powder mixed with like soybean lecithin or uh, safflower oil, is a really good way to get vitamin C. IV vitamin C is one of my favorite things to do for people. Oral vitamin C, which is bright fruits and vegetables, spinach, asparagus, avocado has vitamin C in it, and we want to upregulate your immune system. So many times we've solved chronic autoimmune problems. When people come in the office and they're like, hey, I have this diagnosis. And uh, my first question is, well, do you agree with the diagnosis? And it's interesting to get people's feedback on that. And then the next thing is, is I'll say, what is your pathways? And so many times people say, well, they just want to nuke my immune system. They just want to turn it off. They're giving me an immune modulator or they're giving me modified chemotherapy and it's just killing my immune system. And what my response to that is, you know what, it's not that your body one day decided, I don't like my thyroid, I'm gonna attack it. Or I don't like my joints, I'm just gonna you know, kill them and get rheumatoid arthritis. Or I don't like my mucous membranes, I'm gonna dry them up with Sjogren's disease. When you help the immune system to act right, what happens is you can beat your diagnosis. And it happens all the time, it's not me, just me saying it, it's on our blog, Daily Dose Vitamin H. You'll see it in the office, we're posting the success stories of people that are beating their disease. So chronic infection, easy to find out, just with some simple blood tests. It's, again, it's like someone plugged an extension cord and stealing all your energy. And then the next one is hormones. Oh my gosh, there's, hormones are so important for health. And when we start talking about hormones, everybody immediately thinks of sex drive, sex characteristics, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. That's like, that's like saying this, hey, in this book, this page right here, this is your sex hormones. Here's your, all of your hormones. Like there's so many different hormones. And if they're off, what happens is your body is in a constant state of fight or flight. And so there's some easy ways to evaluate it. One of the best ways to figure out if waking up tired is hormone related is to do Raglan's test. And we've talked a lot about this. This is when you take your blood pressure lying down and ideally you should be 120 over 80 and your pulse rate should be 60 to 90. Now, if you do a lot of exercise and working out and stuff like that, your pulse rate can be lower. It can be you know, in the 40s or it can be in the 50s. And then what we wanna do is mini stress your body. It's so easy, guess what we do? We just have you stand up. When we have you stand up, we take your blood pressure again and record your pulse rate. Now in a perfect world, what should happen is the thyroid and the adrenal glands should immediately tell the heart, hey, we're stressed. We need to increase horsepower. We need to increase blood pressure. So you're 120 over 80 here. When you stand up, immediately your body's response should really go about 128, 
over about 86, 88, like it should go up six to eight beats on the systolic and the diastolic. And most important is your pulse rate should stay the same. 120 over 80, pulse rate is 60. 128 over 88, pulse rate of 60. So many times what happens is people to adapt, their pulse rate speeds up and they get medically diagnosed with a condition called postural orthotatic tachycardia syndrome or POT syndrome. And that means that their body is in a chronic fight or flight response. Like the body's always in this emergency. And we talk about stress all the time because stress is not a disease. It just makes every disease worse. And here's why. If you walk outside and you saw a tiger, a bear, a tarantula, a snake, your pupil should constrict, your blood pressure should go up, your heart rate should go up, you get flooded with adrenaline because you want to fight or flight. And a couple things are really important when it occurs. When you have that stress hormone hits your body, the body like reorganizes resources. It literally says, well, we don't need to worry about digestion because if we're running away from a bear, we don't want to have to have, go to the bathroom while we're running away. So we're going to temporarily shut off digestion. The next thing it does is it says, you know what? We're not worried about a cold or flu or something else if we're running away, away from the snake. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna downregulate the immune system temporarily. It just wants to deal with the emergency right now. And here's the phenomenal, fascinating thing about the body. It, can't, it doesn't know the difference between a bear, a snake, bills, relationship problems with your family, with your mom, your dad, your children, your neighbor, political stress, work-related stress. I mean, life is hard. And how we deal with that or stress is that's what modulates hormone function. So and anyway, do a simple test, Raglan's test, take your blood pressure line down, take your blood pressure line standing up. That's one of the easiest ways to evaluate. Another simple and inexpensive way that is so overrated to see if your hormones are a mess is so many people are aware that thyroid is a huge problem with metabolism and health and yet there's a lot of people that I come in contact with that say, look, I had my hormones tested and my thyroid's fine. Now, that's not always the case because one area of frustration is a lot of providers do a halfway thyroid test. What that means is they're just looking at a TSH, which is the pituitary is telling the thyroid what to do through a hormone called the thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH. But we also need to know what the hormones doing, like the thyroid's doing by doing the T4 and how we're metabolizing, working through the proteins associated with the thyroid, which is the T3. So if you do a thyroid test, please make sure it's a T4, T3, TSH. That gives you the complete picture. But there's a lot of people that have what's called a subclinical thyroid. And, and this was actually identified by a really intelligent, amazing doctor named Broda Barnes, who is a hormone endocrinologist. He was a hormone specialist. And he got frustrated by saying, when I'm doing tests on people, I know they have a thyroid problem, and yet their thyroid tests were allegedly normal. So he came up with the temperature test. And this is a form that I give people. This is so easy. If you have any concerns about your hormone health, particularly sleeping or your thyroid, if you're having problems losing weight, temperature regulating, brittle nails, hair falling out, dry skin, like just do this test. It doesn't cost you hardly a thing. What happens is when you wake up in the morning, you want to reach over and grab a thermometer off of your nightstand. I don't want you to get up. Don't move around. Don't get a drink. Don't brush your teeth. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't do any of that. What I want you to do is to just take your temperature and record it. 
what should happen is your temperature when you wake up in the morning should be between 98 and 99 degrees. Like that's a normal temperature. If it's below 98, particularly if it's below 97.7 consistently, which so many people are, they don't feel good. And it's because their body is too cold. If you're too cold, you can't run enzymes. The hormones don't work. The immune system doesn't work. You know, one of the ways that the body helps to get everything to regulate is it gets everything fired up and we call that a fever. And so many times like the body won't work right without a fever. Now you don't want a fever every morning, but if your body is too cold, what happens is it's literally like trying to wash dishes with cold soapy water. Like, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. You just have to scrub a little bit harder. It doesn't work as well as if you have a thermogenic reaction. If you have some heat in the water is hot, it's way easier to do dishes. And guess what? If your body's the right temperature, if it's around that 98.6, it's around 99 degrees, like you function better. Now, the other thing we want to talk about with hormones in sleep is going to sleep, getting to sleep, and then waking up. And one of the things that happens with that is your pancreas is overreactive. Now, the pancreas secretes so many different enzymes. Obviously, it has a lot to do with blood sugar regulation, but there's a part of the pancreas that secretes digestive enzymes that break down proteins and fats and everything else. And so many times people are running out of energy and then it's like your car that runs out of gas. So we're, our body's trying to have this metabolism, it's repairing and you're getting into rapid eye movement sleep and, and you're recharging and then all of a sudden the motor quits. I mean, it's kind of like trying to keep your house um, with the furnace or the air conditioning working at night. All of a sudden it doesn't work. It just shuts off. And what happens is, is people will be like, okay, I got to wake up. Now, sometimes they get up and they raid the refrigerator or they pace or they look at the TV or they count sheep or they look up and, up and, and stare at the ceiling or they'll jump on their smartphone or, or because they, their, their body's waking up, but it doesn't know why. And what it's really looking for is protein. So one of the recommendations is if you'll take some protein before you go to bed, it's so good for sleep. Now, you don't wanna add carbs to it because then what happens is you'll store it up and we don't like to use the F word in the office. The F word is fat. Like we don't use that word, so it's stored energy. So be careful with sugars at night, but protein's really good. Another consideration is to do a fat bomb. And what a fat bomb is, is it's lots and lots of fat. It's a keto program and that fat actually nourishes the brain and it helps you sleep through night. So we talked about the thyroid. We talked about uh, the adrenals. Um, the other thing that's a really nice thing to know about is do you have the building blocks to make hormones? Now this flies in the face of conventional medicine. So many doctors aren't paying attention to this, but this is through what's called a lipid panel. Now here's what a lipid panel does. A lipid panel, measures the ability of your body to metabolize and use fat, also known as cholesterol and triglycerides. And so many times people do not have enough building blocks to create uh, hormones. Now every hormone has uh, cholesterol as, as part of its structure. It's so important. Cholesterol isn't bad. It's only bad if it's in the wrong place or if there's not enough of it, or if there's too much of it. So cholesterol is kind of like blood sugar. You know, if you get too much blood sugar, what happens is you get diabetes, and you get cardiovascular disease, and you die. Like it's really bad. 
The next thing is, is if you don't have enough blood sugar, what happens is you get neuroglycopenia, your nervous system shuts off and you die. So neuroglycopenia means when the blood sugar drops, the nerves fail, that's down here. Diabetes is up here. Diabe blood sugar should be right in the middle. It should be balanced. And you know what? Cholesterol is the same way. Too much cholesterol, not very good for you. Cardiovascular disease, uh, risk factor for placking and, and strokes and stuff like that. Guess what? If your, blood, if your cholesterol gets too low, you can't make hormones. And if you want to believe me on this, like if you, if you take all the fat out of someone, basically what occurs is they're like the Tin Man on the Wizard of Oz. They have no ability to move or lubrication. So a lipid panel, you know, I really like to see cholesterol 160 to 180 and the HDL, which is your good cholesterol, should be 50 and above. Your triglycerides should be about 100. So if, if, if you have those balance and if you divide your total cholesterol by your good cholesterol, you come up with a cardiac risk profile. With a cardiac risk profile, if it's below five, you're pretty good. You get cholesterol low, people feel god awful horrible. You get cholesterol too high, now you have cardiovascular disease, but it's so important for hormone function. And then we talked also about blood sugar. Hormones and blood sugar really go together. You are what you eat and you are what you absorb. And so many times people don't know that I'm eating the wrong things at night. I'm eating foods that have a high glycemic index. And what that means is it's foods that convert to sugar really quickly. And then when your body doesn't have a lot of physical activity, you know what it does is it converts that energy to stored energy, also known as adipose tissue or the F word, F-A-T. Like we want to stay away from that. So blood sugar is also so important for people that wake up and they're tired or they're a slow starter or they're like, look, don't even talk to me until I get my coffee going or until I get my energy drink or, you know, I need two hours before I'm even functional and stuff like that. It's blood sugar. And if we can regulate the blood sugar, if we can feed the body by giving good fats, good proteins, complex carbs, healthy and alive foods, it helps to regulate your blood sugar. And then one of the most important things is be really careful drinking your calories. So that's kind of a real quick overview of if you're waking up tired, five reasons. One, not a good sleeping sanctuary. Two, so many people don't have healthy blood. They can be macrocytic, microcytic, or iron deficiency anemia. Their blood can't carry oxygen, nutrients to the organs and tissues. It can't get rid of waste products. So literally it's like traffic jams. There's just sludge everywhere. By the way, one of the best things you can do to help with anemia and recover was one, eat dark leafy green vegetables. Um, I think there's a really good place for specific bone broths and, and beef products in an anemia protocol. If you're concerned about eating animal products, like there's ways that you can get proteins without doing that. However, if your blood's healthy, you're healthy, and anemia aid help is water. Like this wonderful problem, like you hear me talk about it all the time, water, water, water. Chronic infection, so important. Do a white blood cell count. Your white blood cell count should be six to eight. You want to look at your neutrophil count, which is bacterial fighters, around 60%. Your lymphocytes should be around 30%. That's a good, healthy immune system profile. So many times people have chronic infection, herpes simplex one, shingles, um, cytomegalia virus, West Nile virus. Epstein-Barr is such a culprit in chronic fatigue. And what's happening is the body has accepted that as being normal. And so your body's like, well, it's normal to have an infection. That's why I think it's so important in any treatment protocol that you're supporting the biochemistry, 
you're su supporting the hormone systems and the energy, but the nervous system is so important. Please know about neural therapy. We talk about it all the time in our podcast, but neural therapy is so important for the nerves to open and to close and to reset. Hormones is the adrenal hormones, the Raglan's test, you can test it lying down and standing up. Thyroid hormones is a temperature test, is the Broda Barnes test, and also blood sugar, how your pancreas is functioning. So this is a total value program where I just wanted to talk about what you can do to have better rest and better sleep because if you can't sleep, you can't heal. It's the Thursday night program, Dr. West at five o'clock, five things to talk about. This is waking up tired. We scratch the surface, as you can tell, like there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. If you want some help, please reach out to us. A direct message is really good. Contact the office so that we can help you. Remember, there's a free sleep report that goes here. Just type in hashtag sleep and my team will come in and pick it up. And we are on a mission to help as many people as possible. So please like and share the video if you got value from it. This is Dr. Jason West, the Thursday Night Live. I will see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hellness to Wellness Podcast. Every week we're sharing stories of people beating their disease or restored hope, treatments most doctors don't even know about, and information you need to live your life at the highest level. Remember, live don't just exist do us a favor please like the show and give us a rating on apple podcast or spotify it really helps to share the message of health and hope for additional resources like booking appointments and free video master classes check out www.drjasonwest.live it's internet information you can trust here's to your energy balance and longevity and we'll see you on the next hellness to wellness episode where you'll be saying, man, I feel good.